Hello to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, you're joined by your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley, Ben Porter. How are we doing? Yep, that was your cue to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, tonight we are joined by Jake DeLuey, all the way from Los Angeles. Jake, how are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty well, thanks. How are you? Wonderful, thank you, and pleased to have you on the show. So uh, you've come on to speak about, uh, well, this web-based application that you've uh, been developing and working on, uh, and you've got a Kickstarter out on that. Uh, so why don't you uh, just quickly tell what's it called and uh, what, what does it do? Well, so it's called Warscribe, and uh, I guess in, in a sentence it's, uh, an application to help people manage map-based campaigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the likes of your Warhammer Fantasy, Warhammer 40k, um, yeah. I suppose any sort of narrative-based game that might have a need for a map. That's Yeah, that's exactly it. Is. I'm, I'm trying to make it kind of uh, applicable to as many different war gamers as possible and so like for a uh, yeah warhammer fantasy um which is is kind of my background and now i'm playing like kings of war but yeah warhammer 40k but even um historical or all the other sci-fi games out there mm-hmm. i mean one of the one of the cool things about doing this is i've done all this research into um like what people might be interested in it and like just the the amount of games out there is it's kind of staggering. I, I had no idea personally. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've uh, we're only just starting to scratch the surface <laughs> yeah. ourselves. There's as quite well. a few new systems coming out this year as mm-hmm. well because you've got um, a Song of Ice and Fire, um, mm-hmm. the, the miniatures game. You've got Fallout Wasteland Warfare, and then there's a whole bunch of other boxed games and skirmish games mm-hmm. in the works, isn't there? Yeah, excellent, excellent. So, um, obviously, you've got your Kickstarter on at the moment. How long is your Kickstarter running until, uh, and what 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 kind of uh, treats are, are you offering people for pledges? Yeah, so it um, it's running until March fourth, mm-hmm. and um, as far as like pledge rewards go, the the, the big one that I'm trying to kind of um, push, or like the main one, is that um, if you pledge. Um, uh, $20, but early bird is, is 16 as of recording time. That's still available. Um, you, you'll get the full app when it releases and you'll get access to the like alpha and beta versions as I develop it. So it's currently, um, available to go on and and look at it right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so you can, you can start playing at it and it's kind of a minimal version, but the idea is that as I develop it, people will be able to uh, play it and test it and give me feedback on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we can kind of like develop it together. And so part of, part of what I'm trying to do is create this community because everybody that I've talked to about this has um, a different idea on like what they would like to see in the app and how they would want to run a campaign. And so I, I want to, kind of crowdsource like ideas for what this app should do and then make it super customizable so that anybody that comes in to play it can kind of make it their own and make it unique to what they want to do. Sure. No, it sounds exciting. Keeping I think, it a blank canvas Yeah, a good approach. Because I think one of the things uh, that I found uh, being in uh, Warhammer Fantasy or Age of Sigma campaigns is... Uh, the logistics of trying to get uh, five or six adults 
to actually uh, have free time <laughs> or enough free oh. time at the same time to uh, to get to someone's house. So uh, having it all based on the internet just seems like a really ob- almost an obvious solution to that. It's, it's not just that. Um, we how many years ago was that? It was about five years ago we did the Crimson Skies yeah, campaign. It was wasn't it? Uh, five coming up six years now. Yeah. So. Um, Crimson Skies was a campaign that we did uh, using the the the, mi- the Mighty Empires box set for Warhammer mm-hmm. Fantasy. If you're familiar with that, Jake. Oh yeah, definitely. It's the the hexes that clip together, mm-hmm. and you can paint them up, and you've got mountains and trees and all that. So so we had this, but it was a campaign to accommodate eight players. So we had this 3D map that looked amazing, but was without a word of a lie the, the, the size and width of a large man and so, <laughs> so, the, so the, the, the problem that we had there just purely on practical levels was because because it was run out of uh, the games workshop store in Glasgow the map couldn't be out permanently so I mean it's almost like sort of a Laurel and Hardy sketch trying to watch these two poor games workshop staffers uh, move this up and down the stairs whenever we were in um, and it's, it, so it is, it's one of those things as, as nice as it is to have a big 3D map in front of you it is extremely impractical mm-hmm. yeah. so so Jake let's say uh, you absolutely um, we'll go further than smashing your Kickstarter uh, target let's say you, you had an infinite sort of budget for this, I mean, what kind of features you mentioned earlier that you know you're starting to build this community and they're giving you some ideas? So, what 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 would be your absolute like uh, complete wish list of features to add to this? Uh, oh man! Well, so one uh, one person mentioned yesterday, and uh, and like I had already thought about this, but he was um, he was talking about like okay, I've got this space theme. Um, which you can you can go on and look right now, mm-hmm. but he he would want to see something where like you could make a, a mega campaign where you um, you have the space and then like on each individual planet you could like bring armies there and then on each planet you could dive in and you have another map uh-huh. which is like a land based campaign uh, fighting on the planet. Jake, this and, is absolutely uh, uncanny because before we uh, before we exactly called you, we ben, ben, was, <laughs> ben was just saying we were looking at the. Uh, space theme and ben you were saying oh i wonder if uh, you'd be able to link up the uh, yeah, sort click, of land click on base. a planet and then zoom down to the surface to do it yeah oh, man. that'd be that would be so cool and like and then you know on the i guess historical or fantasy side of that you've got like a big ocean and mm-hmm. you can like take ships and and go to different islands mm-hmm. um and uh oh man i would I would love to be able to do that. And I was, I was thinking yesterday, I was like, all right, now what, what would that take like technological wise to, to be able to implement that? And I'm like, I've got a couple ideas, but it, it might take a, a bit of time. Uh, so I think that would solve some other things first. But yeah, that would be like the dream is to just create this awesome like world building uh, application. Sounds like you've got some, um, <clears throat> some grand plans for it, but... Making an application for running and managing campaigns isn't the sort of thing that your average software guy wakes up one morning and decides that he's going to build. So, what what led you to to making Warscribe? 
Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's been kind of a long journey. I started playing, uh, I started, well, my, my first box set of miniatures was the uh, Lord of the Rings, or the Games Workshop Lord of the Rings, um, Riders of Rohan versus Urukai, like, mm-hmm. starter sets. Nice. I, I, uh, I had one as well, yep. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. And um, and then from that, I got into Warhammer Fantasy. Uh-huh. And so, like, as this, so funny, as, like, this uh, 11, 12-year-old, I was going going to the, the grand tournaments and participating. And um, I, I, I know some people were, like, you know, as a, as a young kid, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money. And so, like, I, I bought, A, the really cool things, and, and B, the things where I got high points value for, for dollars spent. So I had this big... <laughs> Yeah. It's a, a savvy wargaming shop. Right <laughs> so I uh, I played Lizardman, and I had this big death ball of Saurus cavalry with um, uh, Saurus old blood on a Carnosaur and another hero in the unit, and it just would, like, roll across the field, uh, destroying everything in its path. Yeah, the, the old uh, <laughs> character bus. Disgusting. Yeah. I hated that. Who always ran that? I was I was gonna Huge say scarlet, like five characters in the front and then the cavalry behind and you can't do anything to them. Yeah. I, I had the vampire accounts back in the day when you could have the ultimate cheese of a huge um, huge unit of Graveguard and have all the front row being ethereal characters so that only magic <laughs> attacks could actually do anything. <laughs> uh, so gross. Um... So, so, uh, so you, was it just Lizardmen that you played in Warhammer Fantasy, or did you did you spread out to any other factions? Or well, I uh, I started with Lizardmen, and then uh, after that, I uh, I moved to Beastmen, mm-hmm. and uh, I painted up. Uh, oh my gosh, I love that Beastmen army. Yeah, and uh, and it was it was so much fun because I I didn't. It was all like the the worst units like. People would take be- people would take beastmen for like the minotaurs and the big monsters, and no, for me it was like five unit five herds of like uh, just skirmishers, mm-hmm. like three units of centaurs, and I would just like flank and overwhelm everybody. And um, I took it to a tournament that was like very comp heavy, and uh, it, was, it was called the Fluffy Bunny. And I, I placed so I play so well in that because like my army on like comp scores did so well, but it just um, and I, I think I went like two two and one or something. But it it was just so much fun to play. Um, and then uh, I I ended up like kind of rage quitting that army when uh, they came out with the new edition of Beastmen and they removed skirmisher the skirmisher rule from all of them. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, that like takes away like half the fun is yeah. being able to just go wherever I wanted. Uh, um, yeah. The fluffy bunny I'm assuming is named after the bunny from uh, Monty Python's uh, Holy Grail. Yes. It, yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is, I, th- I think the Playboy Enterprise uh, has lost their ambitions than Warhammer. Maybe, yeah, that Venn diagram's somewhat slim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, so obviously, other than Warhammer Fantasy, then what what other games have you been playing in the past, and what are you playing right now? You mentioned Kings of War earlier. 
Yeah, well, so it's I've kind of taken this sur, uh, circuitous route. Is I, I played a bunch of Warhammer Fantasy, and then um, Eighth Edition came out, and I kind of just stopped playing um, games for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like around that time was when I went to well, I started playing StarCraft, and that that was its a whole phase of my life where I played a bunch of video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and then I went to school, like uh, university. Mm-hmm. And kind of towards the end of that, I wanted to get back into miniature games. I um, was like less into video games. I more wanted that experience of being able to like hang out with people and play rather than just sit in front of my computer. And uh, mm-hmm. and so I got I started playing uh, War Machine, uh, War Machine and Hordes. And um, I I guess I I haven't gotten rid of that kind of beastman. Um, thought because I, I ended up starting uh, I played Kador. I don't know if you're familiar with the game at all. Yeah, they're like the communists. Steam they're like communists. the communists, like big like lines of you know, uh, disposable infantry with giant machines behind them. Yeah. But I, I, I ended up playing them like the, the one the list you could play game. that was like um, like forest based and um, like flankers and I had a bunch of like really really crappy infantry that um but like they could like come in from the side of the board um so loving that skirmish tactic then yeah (laughs) yeah i really am i'm I'm sensing that uh in starcraft you you went for the zerg rush tactic you know surprisingly no i uh i played terran and and the reason so you could actually kind of tie this into it though is the reason that i like terran is that like I could, you know, be dropping uh, troops or like harassing with like one of my warships behind enemy lines while I attack with my main force. It was like, again, all these like different directions that you could harass and attack the enemy mm-hmm. with. Um, excellent, excellent. So, um, War Machine and Hordes is what you're playing right now. Then, uh, have you ever done? Have you ever done pen and paper uh, RPGs at all? Because that that was the other thing that struck me about this. You're, you're, uh, the app you're working on, it could work really well for that as well. I uh, I played a couple... It, it never really got off the ground, but I started um, playing with one of my friends in... or a group of friends in college when I was uh, when I was there. And uh, it, were, it was good. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned, like, the whole story-driven aspect. That's what I was, I was really into in my... Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, I would try to get my... I had, like, an elf rogue... And I would try to get my elf rogue to um, just do all these like crazy acrobatic feats, and I'd describe them in like this incredible detail. And then the the uh, game master would be like, "All right, well now roll for that." And I'm like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you you can't just do it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the test. So um, um, bringing it back to the. You you've just finished uh, university. Mm-hmm. You're just getting back into miniatures games. Yeah. Um. So what what led to the creation of Warscribe? Well, I um, I kind of had this idea for a while. So I I forgot to mention that when I was younger, I played in a couple of campaigns and um, and I loved them, but every one that I played in kind of ran into the same problem, which is just you know maybe 10 turns in 
people's lives got in the way. They couldn't show up to the store to get their moves in and it just petered out, just stopped going on. And, um, and so I, you know, I had thought about that. And when I was getting back into miniatures gaming, I was thinking about like map based campaigns and I'd started doing like 3d programming when I was in school. And, um, I just kind of had this idea for like, again, well, based off of the mighty empire set, I was like, Oh, this hex based, um, tile system where you've got like mountains and forests and rivers. And, uh, and so one day I just started, um, more for like fun than anything else. I just started, uh, writing the software that would kind of randomly generate like randomly generate a mountain. Cause if you look closely, you'll see that every time if you refresh the same map multiple times, you'll see that like it just changes a little bit. And that's because every time that the map gets uh, like shown, it generates new like data points to display for the mountains and uh, the rivers. And, and that's like all I, I based off of- that Cause I, I was like hitting refresh over and over earlier to try and see if I could see the mountains repeating themselves. <laughs> <I couldn't find laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that's because like it, uh, it's, it's a mathematical formula and then you just add in a little bit of randomness to kind of give it some, um, interesting features. Um, so anyways, I was, I was doing just writing those little visual, um, things for fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Last October, um, the job I was currently working at, uh, it was a startup and, and they ran out of money. And uh, I decided, you know what? I, uh, I kind of want to see if I can take these, just what I've got, you know, visually and make that into like a full-blown application. Um, and so I just started going for it. That's really cool. So yeah, sort of excellent. Born out of necessity and evolved from there. A little like. bit, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. excellent. And uh, yeah, no, and and I thought like I knew that Kickstarter Kickstarter would be a great medium for it because mm-hmm. um, you know so many miniatures games are getting their start on Kickstarter. Like the the community is is fairly familiar with it. Um, so I thought that that would be a good way to you know, get people interested. Well, you definitely fit the, the criteria for Kickstarter, mm-hmm. which is perhaps more than can be said for some of the companies that are using <laughs> it these days. We may have a bone to pick with uh, the likes of Cool Mini or not. And, uh, more or less. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I get that. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Kickstarter is definitely, uh, the, the, the project that you're working on is definitely the sort of thing to... Uh, to uh, uh, to get that off the ground, as it were. So, uh, just out of curiosity, which, which college did you go to? Did you did you go? Did you stick locally to Los Angeles, or were you? Did you go further afield? So I've kind of actually um, traveled around a bit. I grew up outside of uh, Chicago. All right. Uh, yeah, in the Midwest, and I went to University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, which is kind of uh, middle of the cornfields, like middle of Illinois, mm-hmm. um, uh, about two and a half hours south of Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. and then you, you wound up in Los Angeles. Uh, was was that your last uh, line of work? Then I take it that took you to LA. Yeah, well, I, I right after school I moved to Austin, Texas, and I uh, was there for a year, and then uh, from there, yeah, moved to LA for a job, and that's that's why I'm here now. So you you spoke earlier on about uh, Warscribe being a bit of a community effort. Um, how how can people involved to, or how can people become involved? Uh, first of all, to get this up off the ground, and and second of all, as a, a work in progress, how can people per, can how can people participate in Warscribe? Yeah, well, to to get it off the ground, I uh, I think one of the great things about miniature games is that like you have these gaming groups of people that come together and play and uh and the whole point of like running a campaign is to to get a group of people together to play these games and so i'd i'd hope that you know people that find this interesting and i've already seen this um the group i've posted in on facebook is like people tag four friends and be like hey like do you want to use this for our next campaign and i think that that's awesome Mm -hmm. and so um just if, if you are interested in doing it, try to convince your friends to um, support the Kickstarter and throw in a couple bucks to make it work. Um, well, we'll uh, definitely um, throw in a link in the, the description. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so... And then, sorry, carry on. Oh, and then I was just going to say, and then beyond that, one of the things I've loved is I've gotten so much enthusiasm of people, like I said, with, with all these different ideas that, um, they would want to see. And so I'm trying to kind of trying to compile all of these ideas into, you know, a list and and I'll be, uh, if the campaign's successful, I'll be like specifically reaching out and contacting and interacting with the, um, all the backers more, but yeah, just, letting me know what you would like to see. Um, there's so many different ideas that people have mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that, you know, everyone's heard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, there's so much scope for expansion on this as well. I mean, the first obvious one is adding more themes. You've got the two themes at the moment, but you mentioned ocean uh, or islands based uh, earlier. I, I, an underground one would be kind of sweet as well if you were doing oh, yeah. like a... Yeah, Ben's not. Ben's a big dwarf player, so you know that would uh, have, uh, you know have a subterranean map for him would uh, would work well. Well, yeah, and my plan, uh, my hope is that I can you know throughout the campaign I can um, at least make like little, um, maybe not entire sets, but like one tile from a set for mm-hmm. uh, for a bunch of these different themes, and then like I can go into the. Uh, you know, these groups on Facebook. So like, uh, I'm like, I I can go into a sci-fi group and be like, Hey, I I made a theme that like is on an alien world or I can go into, um, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about Shadespire, but from my understanding, it's kind of like in an underground, um, kind of an underground city. And so I could go in there and be like, Hey, I've got this kind of cool underground theme that you guys might be interested in. Mm-hmm. So it's like one big crypt shade spire basically isn't it it's a jolly place, a jolly place. yeah <laughs> <laughs> plenty of schools but i mean that's nothing out of the ordinary for games workshop anyway so yeah, that's kind of par for the course i think yeah. for, for warhammer <laughs> um we we mentioned 
or just about the start of the this podcast that there are a lot of uh, miniatures games coming out this year what are you most looking forward to um so i i don't know i uh it's kind of like a, a the the two big ones i feel like or at least that i'm aware of are um uh song of ice and fire mm-hmm. which i think will be interesting i'm uh i'm not really crazy about either starks or lannisters so i i read somewhere that they're going to be releasing two more factions like soon after release and i'm I'm really hoping for Dorne personally. No, they, they've already revealed the two factions, mm-hmm. and it is oh. it's going to be another box set, and it is the Wildlings and the Night's Watch. Mm, okay, it's an interesting choice. I would have, I would have thought they'd have got the Baratheons in there somewhere. I, I would have thought so, but yeah. or or like yeah. uh, the like, like Jake saying the Dornish as well. Yeah. They're they're a big faction. Um. Um, I'm sure so the, it's going to be successful enough that we will see all of these <laughs> at some point. I think so. I, I have no doubt, yeah. Yeah. I'm and, just looking forward uh, to having a Tyrion Lannister miniature. I can have uh, the best character in the whole thing just sat on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, uh, and then also uh, Star Wars uh, The Imperial Assault... Um, mm-hmm. I, I read I read the stat card for like Darth Vader, and it just there was something like that kind of triggered this cinematic moment where he like it's just he's because they mentioned he's like he's slow, but he's got this like special rule where he can move and then attack, and so I just got this idea of like him slowly walking across the battlefield, destroying everything in his path as like yeah. everybody comes at him to try and uh, try and beat him. Was oh, it like, the, the just... Star Wars Legion you're talking about? The... Oh yes, yeah. yes. Imperial mm-hmm. Assault's the board game, I think, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Legion, Legion, Legion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to that as well. Uh, the op- well, you, you, it's probably the only universe where Ben wants to be the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Why? Why would you not want to be the Empire? They've got Darth yeah. Vader. They have red lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy playing the rebel scum, but <laughs> because you're normally the bad guy. Yeah. And I'm normally the good guy. It's, it's... We're, we're 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 coming up with very simplistic moral lines here. I just Which... like, I'm, I'm normal. Yeah, I'm normally the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's funny because like simplistic nor- uh, moral lines is like what Star Wars deals in. Yeah, well, yeah, did, you, did you hear that, Ryan Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I think the Last Jedi was all right, and I like that they're they're moving away from that. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, uh, Star Wars is very good versus evil. Uh, yeah, like a lot of science fiction and fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, you get like the Tolkien high fantasy where mm. it's you're a bad guy or you're a good guy. End of. You, you think, like just in general in pop culture though, people are starting to move away from that. I mean, look for example, look at Game of Thrones. I think everyone's yes. just a different yeah. shade of bad. Well, that, in that. It, it's starting to get a bit tiresome though that everyone's a bit of a dick. <laughs> well, um, the the 
talking about Game of Thrones, that made me think of like one of the things I loved about the books was like they're all written like point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was in a Kickstarter comment yesterday, that they would want for the campaign app for Warscribe to um, be able to like input, you know, background and kind of like flesh out the uh, the narrative for each of these empires. And I mentioned that like what I would like to see is uh, the ability for if if players are really into it to give them the option to kind of write a, a quick write-up of the battle um, for each battle that they play from their point of view. And mm-hmm. then at the end, you could like play back through all these battles and all these conflicts and, you know, compare the different points of view between uh, the two uh, nations that fought. And uh, it just kind of reinforces the whole like, you know, each each nation is, you know, fighting for itself and has its own point of view. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you'd really like that as well. You like uh, Ben. You like uh, writing a lot of fluff and reports yeah, uh, during a campaign. Well, that's um, you know, like match play and competitive gamers have got their tournaments and the 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 people that are into their fluff and role play and that's uh, campaigns are bread and butter for players like that. So. Mm. It absolutely makes sense to have some sort of input where you can, you can enter all of your, your backstory, and then uh, um, all the other players can access it there. Have a have your own digital book of grudges. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think with that, uh, we'll we'll bring this uh, episode to a close. But Jake, thank you very much for coming on uh, this evening. Uh, just to remind our listeners again, where can they uh, get access to uh, to fund your uh, new project? Sure, yeah. So uh, if you go to kickstarter.warscry.be, mm-hmm. it's a clever, clever little thing I did, but it's basically Warscribe with a, a period between the I and the B. Yep. And, then, and that'll take you to the uh, Kickstarter page. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to check out the app, it's just uh, app.warscry.be. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks once again. And uh, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, So until next time, uh, have a good night and we'll uh, speak to you soon. See ya. Bye. We are Unlucky Frog Gaming and I am Ben. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon. And be sure to check out our website, unluckyfrog.com, to find out more.